0: Aloha! Welcome to the Hale Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, connects our Christianity with the example of love that Christ gave us. If we want to be like Christ, we must study how He related to the world. His life was an expression of love and forgiveness. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. John three sixteen
1: through 17 How are you guys doing? Awesome. Hallelujah. So good to have so many friends visiting us yeah. Hallelujah! and new friends. And new friends. Mm-hmm. I want to just, you know, share with you what I think that the Lord is speaking to me. And I think that God is moving. God is moving. And a lot of times we can be blinded to what God is doing. Remember when uh, there was a a siege in Samaria because the prophet was there. And because the prophet was aware of what was happening and he was telling the king what the enemies were doing and the, the, the king of the enemies went like, Who among my cabinet here? Who among my secretaries is telling Israel what I am planning to do? Right? A lot of what we, we see in the news now. Leaking information, all of that. And then somebody said, no, no, there's a prophet. So they went and sieged, you know, surrounded the city where the prophet was. To get the prophet. And then the servant of the prophet was like, Oh my god, what's gonna happen? And a lot of times we can we cannot be like the servant of the prophet. That we're just looking around and seeing with, with our eyes what's happening, because then we can become afraid. And then the, the prophet said, Lord, open his eyes, and then the servant saw the chariots of the arms of the Lord. You guys remember this story? Lord, give us eyes to see what you're doing. Yeah. You know, we could look around and see everything, all the confusion, all the mess happening. And we go, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with the government, with this country and the other country? And we have to have the eyes of the Lord to see what God is doing. Yeah. Behold, I will do something new. You know, will you be aware? It's easy to pray for new oil, new anointing, new wine of the kingdom. But are we prepared to receive it? You know, if we don't become new wineskins, when we receive the, the new thing, we explode. We cannot receive it. We cannot contain it. So I bless us because I think God is... Remember Ezekiel 37... Another one that I was not going to talk about. You know, when the, the Lord brought the prophet Ezekiel to this valley of dry bones. And the Lord asked him, can these bones live? You know, and I think a lot of times God would, could come and ask the church, can I do something out of this mess? And we, as the church, should be respond, You, Lord knows, you know. But not based on what we see, we have to be able to be the creative force to speak to the bones. You know, and for years the Lord has been speaking to us about God bringing His people together in a oneness. In a relationship. And it may seem like maybe 30 years ago. It looked like a a valley of dry bones. But slowly, bones are coming to bones. And you hear some noise here. Some crackling. (laughs) And then more crackling. And then you see that something is starting to happen. The walls of separation are coming down. And God is doing something. But sometimes we go like, why is it taking so long? Because God does not want to lose us in the process. If He comes and moves so fast, we're we're not ready. Are you guys understanding this? We're blessed because God is preparing us. For something. And he first has to work within us. We have to change so that God can use us. Okay? So, I was talking about that concept of what would Jesus do? Right? So there's a whole movement. What would Jesus do? And then I, I was talking about instead of assuming. What Jesus Christ would do, why don't we study what He did? Right? Don't lean not on, on your own understanding. This is why you have a Bible. You know, you, you don't have to make up things. Oh, Jesus would do this and Jesus would say this. No, it's right here. And I think that I I want to bless that because I think that there's so much here if we study the Word that we're going to be able to change. Do you know why Jesus did not come back yet? Because we're not ready. (laughs) Right? If the church is the bride, the bride is to a baby in diapers. (laughs) Right? And the the bride has to come together and and put the garments, get ready. And when there is division, when there is, you know, judgment among the church, that that means that the church is not ready. Right? So, what does the word Christ mean? Let's start from the beginning, right? What is Jesus Christ? What what does that mean? What does it mean to be a Christian? Jesus Christ is the, the anointed one. Is the Hamashiach. The anointed one. The Messiah, right? He came anointed to perform a mission. And then when we think of ourselves as Christians. We need to think of ourselves the same way. We need to see ourselves as being anointed to do a mission. And the mission, that's what we're going to talk about. It's very clear here, right? So are you guys following me? I want this to really, I mean... Lord, change us. You know, do something new. Start with those rivers in the desert of my heart. (laughs) Amen? Amen. John 3.16. How many know that by heart? Come on. That He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now look at the 17th. I love the 17th. Also. Also. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. We as Christians are not supposed to judge the world. Whoa. No, but we are Christians, right? We're better. We got it right. Right? We're not to judge. One thing that we know that Christ means. Is that he did not come to judge. Right? Let's get things straight in our minds here. Oh, when Jesus comes, he's going to judge. He came to save. He came to give us a chance to get rid of sin, repent, and be saved. Jesus Christ, a Jew, talking to a Samaritan woman. So wrong. I mean, somebody should have told Jesus what not to do. No, no, you cannot do that. That's not politically correct. (laughs) If you're the Son of God... You don't talk to anybody that isn't idolatry. You don't talk to a prostitute, much less let her wash her feet. Does it make sense? No, he, he didn't abide by the rules of the old wineskins. That's why they missed his coming. Because they had everything so ready in their minds of how he was going to come. And when he came a little bit different, they were like, no, that cannot be the Messiah. That cannot be the anointed one. God would never send his son as a human and talk to us American woman. Right? I mean, the Pharisees are like, how come you let this lady wash her feet? Are you guys getting this? And I am, you know, we're going to take communion. And I, I'm being fun here. I'm trying to, at least. <laughs> but I want to repent. I want to repent of sometimes giving myself the right to do something that Jesus did not do. And call myself a Christian. Is that okay? Yeah. So one thing that he, we know he, that he did is he did not come to judge. Write that one down. Jesus Christ did not come to judge the world, but to save. Right? 17. But that the world might be saved through him. Amen. He came to be the expression of the force and drive of the love of the Father to reconcile us to God. Isn't that awesome? That we didn't have to do anything. The Father loved us. God is love. And He said, you know what? These people here, this mankind, man, woman, all of these nations, different cultures, all of them, they're lost. They are under sin. But that's not a problem to me because I'm going to send my son and I'm going to open the door and they're going to come back to me. Remember, there was no church. He didn't come for Christians. We were not there yet. He came for the world, for the lost, for the sinners, for the sick, right? Okay. And this is what it means to be a Christian. He also... Taught us not to judge others. Let's go there. I love that. Man. You know, instead of wondering, what would Jesus do? John 8, 15. You judge according to the flesh. I'm not judging anyone. Don't you love that? I love that. I love that. Because that gives me a chance in my relationship with the Father. Matthew 7, 1 and 2 says, Do not judge so that you will not be judged. For in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. And you can continue. It's pretty fun. Not really. (laughs) If you continue reading the next few verses. You know, and he talks about, you know, why are you picking on the speck of your brother's eye and you have a log in your eye? (laughs) Right? Why are you picking on something small that somebody is doing when I told you I did not come to judge the world? And I'm telling you, do not judge. No, but I don't judge anybody. Do you hold grudges? Do you have some things that are unforgiven? When you do not forgive, you're judging. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You're holding something. You're giving yourself the right to be on the throne. You do not deserve yet to be forgiven. John thirteen thirty four and thirty five. A new commandment I give to you, yeah. that you love one another. Yeah. You know some people believe that you know the church is not under the law. It's just the grace, right? I, I have I'm under the grace. I can do whatever I want. I'm free. No, Christ said, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. And he's not only that, he came with another law. (laughs) Right here. A new commandment I give to you. That you love one another. Even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. Am I going too fast here? I bless this for us, Lord. There is so much antagonism against Christianity right now, right? I I would venture to say that it is our fault because I think we have given ourselves the right to judge the world. That's not our mission. Our mission is, as Christians, as the anointed ones, is to save the world. And I'm going to get there. Don't worry. Lord, bless this for us. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. This is what I'm looking for. Lord, make us new creatures. Make us new creatures, even different from 2,000 years of Christianity. Pour your Spirit in such a way that we really can be called Christians. That we really reflect and represent your mission as the Anointed One, as the Messiah. And that we're not going to look at the world and judge the world. But we're going to cry out, like Jesus cried and wept because of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how many times have I tried to gather you, to bring you back to me? Okay, the old things passed away, behold, new things have come. Now, all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That's the, mi- the, the ministry of the Christians. <laughs> it's the ministry of reconciliation. Paul was saying, writing to the Corinthians here, what Christ came to do, he gave me the ministry, and he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. We bless you. I, I want to I repent of being judgmental, of being unforgiving, of putting myself in the throne and looking out, this is wrong, oh, look at that. You know, that person, look at that life of sin. Oh my God, I don't know. You know, Jesus is coming back. You know, you're in trouble. And Jesus is waiting, hey, you, go talk to that person. Go be my love to that person. Don't wait for them to deserve it. You didn't deserve when I loved you. Right? Where am I here? Oh, John 20. Don't you love the book of John? I love it. It is among, yeah, all of them are my favorite. John 20, 21. So Jesus said to them again, Are you a disciple of Jesus? Yeah, yeah we're Christians, right? Okay. John 20, 21. So Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also sent you. If you're gonna call yourself a Christian, you need to see yourself as being sent by Jesus, sent by the Father. And when He has said this, He breathed on them Ha. Right? Kumu Ha. Aloha. The Spirit. Jesus put his spirit upon the disciples. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. Isn't that serious? It's serious, guys. I mean, read the end of the story of Job. And Job's friends had done everything wrong, right? Said everything wrong against God, against Job, against everything. And at the end, God came to talk to Job and everything was fine, cool. Job was relaxing. And then his friends went to talk to God. And God told them, go ask Job to pray for you guys. Job was the channel of the prayer and forgiveness and salvation for his friends. Is that okay? Yes. So he, Job had to pray and intercede. For his friends. That means something must have been working. In Job's heart of forgiveness. To go and intercede for his friends. And I think that that's what we are here to do. We are here to pray and intercede. And forgive. So people can actually be saved. Amen? Isaiah 61. We are talking about the... the anointed one. The Messiah. Right? The Christos. This is The Greek word for Messiah. For anointed. For Hamashiach. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me. We are the anointed ones. We are the Christians. To bring good news to the afflicted. That's different than saying to the afflicted, I'm sorry, but you're in trouble. Jesus is coming, and he's going to judge you. (laughs) Right? No. Hey, you know what? God loves you. He loves you the way you are. He loves you the way you are right now. And I am here to tell you the good news. That you don't need to be stuck. You don't need to be in bondage. There is a freedom. You don't need to be bound by family curses, by sins of the past, by addictions, by anything. There is a hope. There is an open door for you. He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, and freedom to prisoners. I bless that to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. There is so much mourning in the world today right now. So many people that need this. But the truth is. The truth is that I I need to come down. Of my place as a Christian. And I need to love the world. The way God loves the world. Well, but the word is not perfect, and that person is not perfect, and this is not right, and this is wrong, and, and the law says this, and the Bible says that. I mean, remember that? They brought that woman caught in adultery before the Lord. So, what does the law say? You guys know this story, right? <laughs> How many times am I like one of those Pharisees right now? Yeah, Lord, judge this world. Judge this world. And God is going like, no, I sent you to love the world. Not to judge the world. Not to condemn the world. But what about this? Jesus said, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Amen, Lord. We bless this. There is no salvation, no transformation, and no change without the love of God. Everything is based on the love of God. Everything. We are here. I don't know if I'm going to break some news for you this morning. We are here because God loves us. Right? But I'm going to tell you the breaking news here. I don't deserve it. I'm no better than anybody. We're not here because we're better. We're here because God had mercy on us. And He's blessing us with that same love and mercy for others. Jesus did not wait to have a bunch of good Christians... Ready to receive him. Right? He didn't wait like like right hand on the father. (sighs) Okay, father, when are those guys going to be ready to receive me? Right? When are there going to be a perfect church for me to come down and be born in a manger and all of that? No, he came for us where we were. He came down to our level. Why do we think that as Christians we can only relate to people, love them, forgive them when they are deserving and worthy in our own eyes according to our own doctrines? No, but my I took a class of theology and this is wrong. Yeah, but There was no book of theology when Jesus came down. (laughs) There were no doctrines. He came as the expression of the love of God. John 15, 17, this I command you, that you love one another. This is a, a commandment. But I don't like that person. Love that person anyway. Because God is commanding you to love that person. But what that person is doing is wrong. They hurt me. They offended me. Love that person. But how am I going to do that? Not with your love. Forget it. We all tried that. It doesn't work. You have to receive it first. First John is this blessing anybody here? Two. Verse three. So, what is the commandment that you love one another? Right. right. Don't forget that one. If you ever wonder what Jesus was you to do, now you don't have that excuse anymore. Okay. Oh, what would Jesus do in this situation? You know, that little brother, the, the irritant, right? Kumu <laughs> was talking to us about the irritant in our relationships. God uses irritants, a little grain of sand, to provoke a reaction in us like in an oyster. To bring a pearl. Do you know all those irritants in your life? God is using them to bring something precious in you. So when you go through those moments, instead of wondering, oh, what would Jesus do in this situation? You know, like like the disciples. Can we ask to bring fire down from heaven? (laughs) How many times have you done that? I have. Love one another. So this is the commandment. This I command you. That you love one another. John fifteen seventeen. Never forget that. Okay? So 1 John 2, verse 3. By this we know that we come to know Him. By this we know that we have come to know Him. If we keep His commandments. Isn't that so simple? We make... Church is so complicated. Because then we don't have to do anything. (laughs) But if we simplify this, like by this we know that we have come to know Him. If we keep His commandments. The one who says, I have come to know Him and does not keep His commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in Him. But whoever keeps His word In him, the love of God has truly been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. The one who abides in him ought to himself himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. We're not just to have a name of Christians. We are to walk as he walked. Now jump to verse 9. The one who says he is in the light and yet hates his brother is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for a stumbling in him. Amen. I bless this for us. I'm going to finish right here. But we bless this for us. There is more I could read. But we bless this. Lord, make us new wineskins. Make us new wineskins ready to receive the new thing that you're bringing forth. Make us real Christians. I mean, I'm going to pray myself. Lord, make me a real Christian. <laughs> a real person, a real disciple that is not going to judge it's not going to be unforgiving, but we're going to love one another. And we're going to manifest and express your love just as you did for us when we were not ready, when we were not Christians, we were not deserving. And we do that not by our own strength. We cannot do this. You know, for men it is impossible, for, but for God everything is possible. And I think that we have the word and we have the provision of the communion. We have the provision, we have the, the ability to reach and receive something that is beyond our ability. But first, this is why it's important, you know, Second Corinthians five, that you be a new creature. You cannot do this being a low creature. So, you first have to receive this personally. You have to love yourself. You have to forgive yourself. You now, there is now, therefore, no condemnation. Do you know why we judge others? Because we judge ourselves. We live under condemnation. And then we, of course, we are good sharers. (laughs) Right? No, there is now therefore no condemnation. Read Romans 8, the whole thing. Neither life or death can separate us from the love of God. But if I am separated from that love, I'm vulnerable to the accusations Who is the accuser of the brethren? And then, if I believe that, then I'm going to voice that. And I want to add that. I don't want to be a spokesman for the accuser of the brethren, I want to be a spokesman of the the love of God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Can we stand up?
0: Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.